Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. I'm Emily Winter, a writer, comedian, and your host of Comedians with Ghost Stories. Podcast. I have Emily Duke. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to hear your story. It is a college ghost story. Yes, it is. Um, so I went to college at a very old school that's been around since like before America in New Hampshire. What's it called? Uh, Dartmouth. Okay. Um, <laughs> Heard of it. Um, yeah. Uh, there's no non-obnoxious way to say it. But, um, <laughs> I love that you almost tried to like hide it. Yeah. I'm like, it's just a school. Um, yeah. So uh, as much as you know about Dartmouth, Dartmouth has like a very storied past largely around the Greek system. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was not in a Greek house, but I was in house so it's a co-ed undergraduate society um so it was basically like we had a frat house but it was just like a lot of um women and gay people and just chilling and it was great oh sounds great Um, yeah yeah but like for the purposes of this i'm going to describe it as if it were a frat but i feel the need to context that like it's not i'm so much cooler than the greek system (laughs) like i'm so beyond that um so yeah so the house that our organization had as legend tells it, belonged to a doctor mm-hmm. uh, in the early days of the college. So like the late 1700s, early 1800s. Uh, and this doctor uh, had a young daughter who either was gay or he thought she was gay. There was something around her sexuality. Um, and I have heard mixed reports as to whether or not he caught her with a girl. Okay. He ended up locking her in the attic of the house. Oh, God. Yeah. These so, attics, man. Yeah. The attics is just, it's it's a dangerous place. But the attic was my bedroom when <gasps> I was in this house. Yeah. So the old house had a cupola. I don't know if a cupola is like a thing that what people is that? say outside. Yeah. I don't know. So it's like a spire on top of the house that's okay. like a little room. Um, like a very, very, very small room. Like you can maybe fit two people and like everybody wants to fuck in the cupola and it's like a thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's a big moment for for everyone. So the cupola is the spire above the house that has this big, you know, dome on top of it. And as legend has it, the doctor locked her up there and she hung herself in the cupola. (gasps) That is the story. Okay. Um, How much of that is true? TBD. A mm-hmm. friend of mine started looking into it, and supposedly the there is a record of a young girl dying in this house, and okay. her father was a doctor, but the cause of death is listed as, quote, unidentified head trauma. Uh, but I'm okay. also assuming that in the 1800s, they weren't like this 13-year-old girl hung herself. You know right, what I mean? Right, like, right. It makes sense that the documents wouldn't have a ton of information. Um, also, unidentified head trauma is terrifying. What yeah, is that? Yeah, I... I mean, it's ident- it's unidentified. Yeah. So, like, we don't know. Um, so, yeah. So, whoever lived, we called it the bunk room, mm-hmm. which is the addict. Whoever lived in the bunk room always had experiences with the ghost. The ghost was also named Emily. As are uh, both our name. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, any time you move into the bunk room, everybody in the house is like, here's the deal. Like, she's a ghost. Her go-to move is she shakes the ma- mattress. Like, she just, like, fucks with your mattress and shakes you. Uh-huh. Some people that lived in the house say they tried to fuck her. Or... She tried to fuck them. Were they women? 
Yes. Cool. Um, so that it would be really a flaw in the whole story. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> she's, she's like, just fucking dudes. She's come around to the other <laughs> side now. Like in the afterlife, she's like really straight normative. So wait, she's like 13? 13. She's a horny 13 year old. Yeah. I mean, 13, you know, like but you're also- horny at 13. And also she's really like. 193 or yeah. whatever you know what i mean i yeah. imagine she's growing and evolving she's been watching people have sex in the coppola yeah for like many years forever yeah so yeah so a couple of girls over the years have said that she has tried to go down on them <gasps> yeah uh but mostly like, the reports how i supposedly like a very cool breeze like somebody like with cold breath breathing on your genitals <laughs> Okay. That's the way it was described. <laughs> I'm so, like, is that nice? I don't think it's I, I don't, think it sounds really lovely, but it's also like the end of summer and I'm getting over like chub rub season. So the thought of like any cool breeze anywhere. There, yeah. yeah. That just sounds Great. really incredible. Um, I'm so happy for fall and just like generally having like dry thighs. Uh, um, oh, okay. yeah. So the cool breeze on the genitals is the story. So I lived in the bunk room for two terms. So mm-hmm. six months. And had virtually no interactions with her. Okay. Um, And were you wanting them? I wanted... I was a little bummed because I was also... I super bought into that this was happening. Like, there were definitely people that lived in the house that were like, these bitches are... It's just like a tradition for whoever the fuck lives in the bunk room to make up these stories. It also should be mentioned the bunk room is like one of the shittier rooms in the house. So it's normally newer members to the org. But I was super like, this is fucking happening and it's just not fucking happening to me. I also shared the room with a girl who was my friend and turns out to be a huge bitch. Um, and the first time that Emily interacted with me was the first night that that girl shared the room with me. So the other girl was actually oh. there. And I was just like, oh, God. And we just had major Blair Serena drama our whole friendship (laughs) and it was just like really triggering um so yeah she just shook my mattress um that's all i got yeah i felt i woke up and my mattress was uh, i'm gesturing is that helpful can you hear it (laughs) through the sound waves um yeah just like a little bit of shaking on the mattress did you see it I didn't see anything yeah you just felt it it was also like the middle of the night like all the lights were off yeah so potentially there could have been something seeable but right it was pitch black and I was half asleep. Awesome. So then your friend, not friend anymore, did yes. she also have an interaction that evening? She then in the morning obviously claimed that Emily tried to finger her. And I was like, that's not even her preferred mode. Like, excuse me. Like, I was like, you don't even know what's going on. And yeah, I think she was lying. <laughs> I was like, because you didn't bring this up until I told you that she shook my mattress, you know? So did you believe now, like having that one interaction and then like the the lore yeah. do you believe that those the stories passed down are true i think that the details are probably embellished a bit, yeah i'm sure that the details are a bit embellished and that some things aren't as they are and i also i think what makes me sadder is i'm sure there are details that are amazing that are lost you know what i yeah, mean like yeah that's honestly that's the way i thinking go there <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm brill um yeah i just feel like it's I'm much more interested in the things that didn't make the cut to continue to be passed down. Yeah. Um, Is it still there? Do you know? 
I posted in our Facebook group asking for anybody that's currently in the house living in the bunk room if anybody's having these experiences and they use these days. They're too busy on TikTok. Yeah. They respond. yeah. So I will follow <laughs> up. I will let you know if I hear back. Thank but you. They're not like vehemently checking the like Panarchy alumni Facebook page. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm not sure. And you also said you have a medium that I you go do. to. So yeah. tell me about this. So I have a medium. Um <laughs> Let me just uh, start there. Uh, so I've been working with her for two, three years. Okay. Um, so I received my first session with her as a Christmas gift from my stepmother. Okay. So my stepmother's been working with her for like a really long time. Okay. Um, this bitch is so dope. Like she literally is just like the most confident, hilarious. Like it's not at all what you would expect. She's like constantly cursing. I want this. She's incredible. Um. Yeah, she's just like constantly cursing. She like completely absorbs your energy. Basically, as soon as you set the appointment, she kind of like meditates on you and then writes a bunch of notes. Oh my um, God. And so when you get there, she just like reads through pages and pages of notes. How did you, how do you set the appointment? Like, do you do it over emails? Do you do it? Do you, does she, hear, uh, she to hear your voice? Okay. No, no, no. And she does do remote sessions, which I feel like is a little weird, but okay. she says it where I was like, evidently ghosts are really good at technology, <laughs> which like makes sense because they're always like coming out of TVs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so she the craziest thing what completely brought me into this was in the first appointment my cousin mm-hmm. her father died about six years ago okay my cousin right before i went to my first appointment got a uh television show on the food network that's like a cupcake amazing show. yeah it was amazing um, what show is it it was called reality bites okay it had one season yeah quick plug who's your cousin ashley foxen okay uh she's like a baker so they do like uh cupcakes that look like other foods amazing yeah super fun uh and like her mom sister and brother were all on the show it was great so i'm sitting down for the appointment and she's like okay i see a woman and who appears to be her husband and i like a younger man that like they're both elderly and like a younger man and i was like that sounds like my grandmother grandfather and uncle Mm -hmm. and she was like and i honestly like she was like this is the weirdest fucking thing that's ever happened to me but the younger man is handing me a cupcake and giving (gasps) me a thumbs up i just got goosebumps oh yeah and i was like what the fuck and like i don't share a last name with her like there's no reason there's no way she could have known any of this so yeah that was like the first thing she said to me when i sat down and i was like "Ah!" um yeah so that was really intense i feel like that's the most like traditional medium thing that has happened because normally it's much more like she speaks to like energies and like what you're supposed to be doing and like it's all about your people, which is basically like your congregation of dead people that like okay. support you and know you. Um, and it's all like what the people think you should be doing. Do you feel like it's I want this so badly. I will introduce you. She's amazing. Do you feel like it's how much is a session? Ridiculously expensive. Okay. Um, I think it's like I'm gonna ask for this. For, okay. I'm gonna ask for this as my Christmas present yeah, from my really, entire family. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> unbelievable she does like rush sessions that are like 150 dollars we don't want that yeah just being like no i really need to talk to a dead person oh, right now that are more okay oh, oh yeah, yeah. no it's God. like if you need to talk to me like this week <laughs> and so you feel like it's helped you has you do you feel like it's helped you like career-wise and like creatively and like oh 100 percent. well okay so for oh i should also mention that she lives in my dad's old apartment Whoa. We found, like, my stepmother did not know my dad when he lived there, but knew that he lived in that general area. And after she started going, like, 
like told my dad where it was and he was like i used to live in that building like which apartment is it and it's literally like my dad's unit and she also reached out to my stepmom and was like people are trying to find you which like sounds really predatory and aggressive but like why were they so she reached out to your stepmom i believe so i may it may have been an introduction there was like people energy whoa yeah but like needed to get through Oh my god. She's amazing. So you go to her home? I go to her home. Yeah. How does she like how does she did she did she ever talk to you about how like where this gift came from, how she hones it, how she works? Yeah, so she she basically says it's like she's an extreme empath. Um, so also mm-hmm. a lot of what she does is talk about like you, which is like the most helpful thing creatively yeah, that she like can possibly do. Steroids. Yeah, exactly. Like it's basically she's talking about like what this people see in you and what you should be focusing on. Like she was the one she turned me on to the artist way. She was the one that like mm-hmm. told me I should be pursuing comedy in a much more serious way. Like, oh my God. yeah, she like did all of that. Um, honestly, I probably would not have started doing comedy more seriously had it not been for that appointment, like wow. 100%. And she like really crystallizes like what you should be talking about and like where your focus should be. Oh She's God. amazing. I need her to um, tell me what screenplay to write. Yeah, <laughs> she can super do that. Um, and what, what was the question? <laughs> oh, like how does she, does she talk about how she oh. works or yeah. So yeah, so she says... It's she's had this forever Mm -hmm. um, and that she spent a lot of time trying to like close it off basically Mm -hmm. because she says it's more of a feeling. She was like, they're not communicating with me in words, really. Mm -hmm. Um, She was like, it's much more like I can feel their energy and I kind of embody them. Mm -hmm. Um, And she told me a story about just being an empath. She identifies it as she is an empath for both people on this plane and in the next. Okay. And so she can connect those energies because she feels both. So she told me a story about she saw someone a couple of weeks before me and she was like, and I just really wanted to like feel pain before I saw this girl. Like I just like, and she was like, and I went out and got like four things pierced and it was like so extreme. And I just like, it was so overwhelming and I didn't know why. And then she came in and told me um, that she was trying to quit cutting. (gasps) Yeah. So like, that's the kind of shit where she's like, I didn't really like. She was like, I can just feel everybody's shit all the time. And it's very intense and very extreme. And I can feel people even after they've left this plane. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She's I love it. She's incredible. (laughs) Oh, man. What other things have you learned from her? What other things have I learned from her? Um, I mean, yeah, a lot of it is just sort of these like kitschy, like tiny little moments. I think something (laughs) that I thought was really interesting is... um, Largely, she was just talking about my mom's side of the family Mm -hmm. and both my dad's parents had passed as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And they just weren't really saying anything. She was like, some people are just more vocal and more aggressive than others. Mm -hmm. And my best friend's mom had passed away shortly before I went. And, you know, I I didn't have a super close relationship with him or her. We didn't grow up together. We went to college together. So I didn't know her super well, but she came and... my medium was like there is a like fat black woman here um who just entered the room but she's telling me that she's just presenting as fat so you'll recognize her but she wants you to know that everybody's thin in the afterlife yeah so if you can tell her son that like she's super thin now that would be great and that like weight bias isn't an issue <laughs> first people and i was like okay amazing so uh, what okay that is hilarious <laughs> and also it makes me think like what yes yeah, so she believes in an afterlife like yeah. in a way of god it's so hard because i think 
time. Like the idea of like living living in death to infinity yeah. is terrifying and bad. Yeah. And well, she's very aggressive about past lives also. So she has identified my past lives. What was some it? Of them. So interestingly, my astrologer, I also have an astrologer, <laughs> told me something very this similar. This is what happens when you grow up in Manhattan, <laughs> yeah, by the this way. Is the whole thing. <laughs> um, so... In a past life, she was like, you were definitely rich. And also your father, she said my father ran away and that I was like a noble of some kind. She was like, you're old school America, like very waspy, like forever. Like your soul has been in New England for a really long time. And I was like, thank you. I went to Dartmouth. Um, (laughs) I'm like super, super waspy. And yeah, so she was like, you were definitely a noble, but your, your father ran away and your mother was sick and you spent like one of your past lives that you're remedying on this plane, taking care of your mom and taking care of like the whole family, which you had very little ability to do because you were like a woman in the 1800s. And then I had a conversation with my astrologer and she gave me a relatively similar narrative when I told her I was having problems with my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, I'm just realizing that like some of my friends are shitty people and Mm -hmm. that's hard to confront. And she was like, Oh yeah. Well in a past life you you've always been like very regal and they were your handmaids. <laughs> I was oh like, my God. Oh, and then I was like, those bitches have Emmys. Fuck them. No. Ah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, similar. Like I, I was like super rich in a past life. So. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So the way she says it, she's like, your soul never expires. It just like moves into different areas. I was a little confused about how that meant that like this people, I was like, where are this people? Yeah. If they're just like rotating through lives. She wasn't so, like, super clear on that. Can you be in two places at once, I guess? I guess. Or I think you take like a rest in between. Because she was like, the body and the life that you're having is like waiting for you. Like when that is created, mm-hmm. then your soul is like assigned to it. So it's basically like purgatory, I guess. But supposedly it's very pleasant. <laughs> They're like very happy. A fun purgatory where everybody's where skinny. skinny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like a waiting room at like a liposuction clinic. Um <laughs> yeah, it's I guess it's like just waiting for the next iteration of your life. And also the way she talks about it and my astrologer for that matter, past lives are all, or like your current existence is all about remedying things in past lives. And that's what you're like, quote unquote, supposed to do. So like my best friend whose mom passed away also saw my medium and fun fact, my medium liked him so much more than me. And I was really (laughs) hurt. Wait, did, did she say? Uh, She's like, Oh my God, I was so upset. So I, I think of myself as like super interesting, obviously. (laughs) Um, And so we like have our normal session, whatever. And I've seen her, you know, a dozen times at this point. And I brought my best friend. Mm -hmm. Fun fact, in the car to the medium, he looks at me and he's like, I'm really nervous. And I asked him why. And he was like, I'm just really scared that Gemma's going to tell me I'm a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you are. Perfect. Um, so yeah, so I go down, I'm like waiting in the park outside of her apartment while he goes in and he basically comes out and he was like, we cried together the whole time. And as soon as I walked in, she was like, I met Emily like to meet you. Like we were like destined to meet. And I was like, so I'm just this, you're just this thoroughfare, whatever, that's the right word. I don't know. Just like. I'm just this like brick in your means to meet him. Uh, so I haven't been back since then. I will go back because I do love her, but I was a little like, God damn it. You have a more interesting connection with my medium. Wow. And that's very us. <laughs> He's like, I remember I bought us both the same scarf and 
we were both like I had it tied around my bag and he was wearing it on his head I think and somebody like ran across the street to compliment it and I was on like him. I yeah and I was like I'm also wearing, wearing the it scarf. and I bought it and oh my god fuck you. like Dude. That's, that's our narrative that's our <laughs> friendship so that's really it funny. made perfect sense to my medium preferred him oh my god holy smokes do you have any other medium uh stories that you want to tell before we... um okay <sighs> before I do my God, no, I tell my question. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with her. And I now I'm afraid to meet her because I'm not interesting. I am just like, I could have been very interesting in a past life. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about for one second. So we're all just here to fix old things. Like what? That seems very. Yeah. So she said that he and I have had our souls connected through our past lives oh my god and she was basically like it's like a like a figure eight where it's like you meet in some lives and you're apart in others but you continue to like find each other oh yeah that's really sweet did she say anything about that for like your husband or uh no (laughs) (laughs) um she hasn't met my husband um i don't think she knows i'm married i don't bring it up a ton okay um my astrologer we have a scheduled couples reading to do our natal charts together cool um which i think will make a little bit more sense because i really i'm more focused on career stuff with this people yeah um i think astrology is better for romantic (laughs) (laughs) obviously but it's also like obviously relationships are work I, I mean, I feel like I'm like, I found my person. Cool. Now I need to sell a goddamn script. You know? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm not bringing up my husband in life. And like, right. my best friend who I keep talking about is also my creative partner in a lot of ways. I'm like, yeah. kind of my muse. So like, it's makes- much more of an active, not that like our relationship needs more maintenance, but it's like we're writing shit together and we're doing shit together and like my husband it's like okay we're talking about doing a 30 rock podcast like (laughs) because we like want to talk sometimes like he was like i feel like we need to have a podcast if i'm ever gonna see you and i was like probably that's so funny and cute okay so because this is comedians with ghost stories i've I've been asking everyone uh what is the scariest thing in comedy the scariest thing in comedy either now or generally besides like people whipping their dicks out um uh, <laughs> love it the scariest thing like okay Ugh, god the scariest thing in comedy i think it's just that like it's very fleeting and very inconsistent so it's like yeah i kind of always had it in my head of like okay like you're gonna get this thing and then you're gonna be done and i feel like as i'm progressing i'm constantly reminded that like people's careers are up and down you know what i mean like i was talking to who i think of as a incredibly famous and prolific comic like i would kill for her career and she feels terrible about her fucking career she's like my agent like cares more about her other clients like whatever like yeah it's just fucking constant and when you think you have a break you don't don't. um so just like embarking on like Uh, a never-ending story of rejection and pain is probably the scariest part of comedy. I don't yeah. know if that's scary or just like deeply depressing. I love it. It actually just made me feel really seen. Really good. <laughs> great, I'm great. like a kindred spirit. I'm yes. like, I've, you know, you get something, you know, whatever, one step forward, three steps back. That's constantly with comedy. And yeah. it is terrifying because you, I mean, I'm a person who's tied my self-worth to my work. A hundred percent. And also that is like a very capitalist notion. And it's largely just like when people ask like, who are you? Like, what do you do? People say their jobs, you know what I mean? But it's like, what do you, I saw some, I don't know. I feel like it was an interview or like maybe just like a weird PSA about like how capitalism has ruined us all. But um, yeah, it's like there are other places where people say, what do you do? And the answer to that question might be like, 
uh, my hobbies. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like we are defined by our productivity in so many ways. Yes. And like, it's really, I'm like, I want to take a fucking like two month break. And it's like, okay, that's not a fucking option because I'm 30 years old and I'm basically dead. And like, I can't <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I'm like, I haven't been doing this long enough. I don't have time to take a break. Like, whatever. It's, it's, it's I know. awful. I and get it's it. terrifying. It's very scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's do something more positive. Tell me before we wrap up, just tell me something that you've done in comedy that you're really proud of or that is coming up that you're excited about. Yeah. Besides all those scripts that my medium says I'm going to sell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's, yeah, I'm just going to put the networks out that my medium senses should buy my scripts. Um, something I would say my web series because I've brought them up again. Maddie, my best friend. We have a web series called Garbage People. We're right. in season two right now. I'm super proud of what's come out and I'm super excited for what's coming out. Cool. Yeah. Congratulations. So people. Thank you. Where can people find you on the internet? Emily Duke. Ha ha. That's it. <laughs> Dot com or no. at, oh, at Instagram. At Emily and... Duke. Ha ha on Instagram. And I just got a Twitter like a month ago because I'm a comedian who didn't have a Twitter, which is really <laughs> humiliating. I'm it's just, just more visual person. <laughs> no, I get it. I, I mean, I've just started to put some work into Twitter uh, competitively yeah. because my husband just got more followers than me oh, and is rubbing it. it in my face. So yeah, um, that's fucked up. now that Facebook's like disappearing, basically, I feel like we need I mean, I, I think that there's like a resurgence of how much industry is putting on our numbers for yeah, Twitter. Yeah, 100 um, percent. So, yeah, please follow me on Twitter. Um, I tweet. <laughs> Not that frequently, but it's totally worth it. Wait, what's your... Did um, you say your... It's at Emily Duke Haha on okay. both Instagram and Twitter. Great. Uh, and then all my shows and stuff are at EmilyDukeComedy.com. Great. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Emily Duke. This Amazing. has been A Tale of Three Emilies. <laughs> all right. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Comedians with Ghost Stories. I really hope you liked it. I'm obsessed with these stories and these people. Um, if you enjoyed it, you maybe should come to our live show. We're doing a live show of Comedians with Ghost Stories uh, on Halloween night at 930 at Caveat. You can go to caveat.nyc to get a ticket. Um, also, if you enjoyed this, you can kick us a couple bucks. Um, just Venmo me at Emily-Winter. What that does is it helps pay for my Podomatic Pro account, which is a little pricey and I need it for uh, all the downloads. So thank you so much for supporting this podcast. I really do appreciate it. You can find me, Emily Winter, at emilywintercomedy.com and on Instagram and Twitter at Emily McWinter. That's Emily MC Winter because my middle name is McKenna. Anyway, uh, keep listening. I hope you liked it and have a great day. Oh my gosh. That was a dumb ending. Okay, but like, okay, okay, thank you. Okay, okay.